Yeah. 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 Chrome hearts at the Caesar's Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. Che bar, you could be established. A 230s, that's 69s. You can eat a salad while you feed a phallus. I speak in palettes that compete with graphics. At the speed of cheetah gallops at indecent average. Chopsticks when I be eating garrets. Philippe receiving barrets, you can't see the marriage. So I started this in Vegas. Proposed to my toast, Neo's married to the Matrix. But I hate this bitch like I'm married to a racist. An addict, so the kilos get buried in the basements. Speed the wagon like Rio's, vicarious, vivacious. Patois, noir, but the Creole is basic. So when I'm around them Haitians, I don't even say shit. Last album sounded like I was signed to a spaceship. And uh, good morning, everyone, or good afternoon. Uh, thank you for joining me for Mano a Mano. I'm going to drop the link in the chat uh, right now. I was trying to work on a couple things behind the scenes, but I want to get going with everything. So dropping a link in the chat right now um, because we got to talk about this big fight that just was announced. Uh Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk, people have been talking about it for a while now. And at the end of the day, I'm not one of the people that was very, very uh, pessimistic about this fight happening. I always thought the fight was happening. Uh, I always knew that this was just a business issue. You had two guys, top tier in the sport, Tyson Fury, WBC, lineal heavyweight champion of the world. Alexander Usyk, in his own right, holds multiple versions of the heavyweight championship, right? We're talking about the WBA Super, IBF, WBO, IBO champion. Here we are, all right? A lot of times, these fights take a while to come together. Think about how long it took Manny Pacquiao to take on Floyd Mayweather. Think about how much time it's taking for Errol Spence Jr. to take on Bud Crawford. Think about how long and, and all of the back and forth it took for this Ryan Garcia fight with Tank Davis. This is a significant fight. This is the heavyweight championship of the world. And at the end of the day, this isn't something that was just going to be put together piecemeal or, you know, just right on the spot. It's something that, that takes time, right? So it is what it is. It is what it is. We're, we're here. People should be happy about it. All right. And, um, we are where we are. Now, the question I have for everybody is what do you think is the biggest fight on the schedule right now? A lot of people are saying, well, Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. I don't think that that's the biggest fight. Monetarily, maybe, although I'm not even convinced that that fight does better numbers than uh Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury just yet, all right? 
I see my man Kenny here ready to join us. You know, it's not a full mano a mano with my bro KT. All right. So I'm not convinced of that just yet. All right. I'm also not convinced uh, that Ryan Garcia against Tank Davis is a bigger fight than the fight that I want to talk about right now, which is the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world. It's happening. It's happening. I'm happy it's happening. There's still people texting me messages doubtful that it's happening. I don't know why. I don't know why people seem to want this fight to fail. But we're ready to go. So uh, there we go. Kenny, what's good, fam? Happy Sunday. Top of the morning to you, brother. Yo, yo, how's it going, brother? Can't complain. You already know I'm chilling. Life is good. Good, good. They've been, they've, been, they've been asking me for this one, Kenny. They've been asking me for our views on Usyk versus versus uh, Fury for a while because, you know, we were talking about it. I promised you live on this show. I said I'd have a lot of energy for Fury if he didn't make this fight happen. And I'll be honest with you, it looked for a moment, brother, that that maybe it wasn't going to happen. Um, people were saying, oh, well, you know, he's asking for the 70%. He doesn't want this fight to take place. It's taking place. It's business. Uh, give me your thoughts on 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 the, the, the announcement of the fight. And uh, talk to me about your, your, your thoughts on the back and forth about the negotiation. Man, you know what I think. I think so. I think Fury's soft as hell. That 70 30 is it. I, I've been saying this is the beginning. Fury's afraid to lose, bro. Fury's afraid to lose, especially afraid to lose to somebody who's smaller than him, somebody who's so skilled like Usyk. Usyk ain't playing no games. Usyk ain't scared of nobody. Usyk is going to dominate uh, that division. Usyk, I think, is going to dominate Fury. And Fury's soft as hell, uh, doing everything that he was doing, pretty much knocking down negotiations. That 70-30 stuff is nonsense. That fight should have been signed way earlier than it was signed. Usyk made this fight happen, just like Ryan Garcia made the Tank fight happen. Tank doesn't get no credit, and neither does Tyson Fury. Those guys are clowns. They scared. They soft. It's about the money. It's Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I ain't with the softness. So you don't think Fury actually wants this fight? You, you think you're amongst those people that think that the 70-30 split was a way for him to get out of it? 100 percent um when boxers start coming forward with these uh nonsense stipulations oh 70 30. this ain't this ain't diddy and white if anything it should have been 70 30 Usyk to fury not fury to Usyk. Usyk has most of belts Usyk came up from the other weight class and was undisputed in the other weight class tyson fury ain't never been undisputed he ain't never beat AJ, he only beat Deontay Wilder. That's it. Oh, and back in the day, uh, Klitschko. That's it. That's it. So I've heard that. Tell me another fighter, that, another fighter that he fought that gives him credit, that makes him a more valuable fighter than Usyk, and demands him to demand the higher money for the fight, the 70-30. Soft. It, it, I, I'm not going to curse. I keep getting to uh, 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 Safari, uh, Pianetta, Waleen. Oh, such, such hard opponents. Those, those yeah, uh, uh, Eric Azora three times. But here, here's, oh my here's God. Thing. I under I understand that perspective, brother. I've, and I've heard a few people say it. Right. Um, 
Well, you know, Usyk's the Olympic champion. Usyk was undisputed at, at 200, right? Um, Usyk has all the belts. Well, being Olympic champion, being formally undisputed at 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 uh, at uh, at cruiserweight, got him about 20% versus AJ in their first fight, right? Andy Ruiz, having three belts, beating AJ, got him about... 18% in his rematch with AJ. So that it's, was it's, a pre, but those are pre-signed that was a pre-signed contract with a rematch clause when from when Andy Ruiz was a nobody and AJ was a everything. AJ had all almost all the belts and Andy Ruiz had nothing and and was a random out of the blue opponent opponent that stepped in and took so the contract that Andy Ruiz took on was the big baby Miller contract. Uh, and the rematch clause he took on was as well. I would have, I would have given him the, the Ruiz ten percent. This is a different story. This is Alexander Usyk and Tyson Fury. This is not, this is not a uh, Del Boy Chisora. This is not David Hay. This is not uh, Pavetkin or any of these old washed up fighters that used to one time be something and deserve something, or a fighter that nobody knows that's trying to make a name for himself and should just be an opponent to come in and get beat. This is a formidable opponent that could go in and take all the marbles. Will your opinion change if Fury wins this fight? No, I still think he's soft. Will I, don't they, like his, will your, I, don't like, I don't like his tactics. I think the his your, tactics your are saying the match change, is soft. Will your opinion change if Usyk dominates Fury? Sorry, if Fury dominates Usyk? No. no the, my opinion is not changing. In order for my opinion to change, mm-hmm. Fury needs to become a better man and stop being so soft. I want to use the B word so bad. So stop being a female dog. I want to use you know, you know I don't like calling fighters by that name. Well, look, uh, it, it doesn't matter if they're fighters, if they're if world war fighters, if they're fucking, it doesn't matter what they do. Yeah. A, a man's character decides if he's a B or not, and he's acting like a female dog. Well, listen, my whole thing is, at the end of the day, uh, people that are saying that Fury uh, or that Usyk deserves to get more, money in a in a in a split a lot of people are throwing around the figure 50 50. floyd didn't get 50 50 against oscar uh e-hop when he held three belts was undisputed middleweight champion didn't get close to 50 50 against oscar uh more recently may uh manny didn't get 50 50 against floyd I could go on and on and on and on with the examples of guys with huge accolades in the sport, guys who've brought undisputed championships into fights, not getting 50-50 splits. And to me, it it doesn't speak to somebody being soft or someone being afraid or somebody not wanting a fight. It has to do with something that Fight Doctor told me last night about Triple G, actually. And I want to get your opinion later about Triple G. Um, vacating his belts. It has to do with this being the sport also known as prize fighting. You want to maximize your earnings. This is a business. And in every in any business, someone with leverage is going to try to use that leverage as much as they can. 
it's not only in business, it's in other areas of life as well. Prosecutors use the leverage against uh, criminal defendants. Defense attorneys use leverage against prosecutors. Uh, people use uh, leverage with their unions at work. Um, if this is the big fight that we all think it is, and there's a lot of money on the line, at the end of the day, a businessman first, a fighter second, because they're not in the amateurs, this is pro fighting, is going to get as much money as he can. And I was saying this yesterday on my live, Kenny, I don't know if you saw that, but um, at the end of the day, this is nothing new. You, you, we see it right now, and I want to talk to you also about something you brought up. We'll save that for, for next, for next, which is the, the Tank Ryan situation. Tank is on record saying that he's flexing with his A-side a, a status, trying to shrink down Ryan Garcia, trying to also impose a rehydration clauses. So I want to talk about that after, but that that's my opinion on that. Uh, any, anything else to say on it, Kenny? We got uh, Ahmed that wants to join us. No, it's just... Uh... Like, I get what you're saying. Use the leverage. Uh, use the power that you have. Use your image that, that you created, right? I, I understand all of that. What makes Tyson Fury the guy with the leverage in this case? What To me, the, what makes... Okay, I thought you were asking. Go for it. it I was going to continue going. Yeah. Is it the fact that... Alexander Usyk wants this belt more than Tyson Fury. That Alex, uh, the, the Alexander Usyk believes he could be Tyson Fury more than Tyson Fury believes he could be Alexander Usyk. Is it that um, uh, Fury was considering retiring and Usyk wants to be an undisputed champ at the heavyweight class and he has to go through Fury through that? Is Fury being soft or, or is he using his leverage? So... Uh... What gives what gives Fury the, the the leverage is that he's got financial backing, and Usyk doesn't. Usyk can't offer Fury money. U- Fury can offer Usyk money, and he said as much. I mean, he's backed by two multi-billion-dollar corporations: Disney in the United States, which owns ESPN, and BT, which owns BT Sport in the UK, and backs Frank Warren. So he's the one who's got the backing to make offers. And unfortunately for Usyk, he doesn't have any backing. He's not with a major promoter. He's not signed to top rank. He's not signed to matchroom. He's not associated at all with PBC, Showtime, et cetera. And when you're in that position, it's unfortunate, but you don't have a bank behind you to make financial offers to the opponent that you want to fight. It's not that dissimilar from... Terrence Crawford situation with Errol Spence Jr. Before Black Prime came into the picture, Terrence Crawford didn't didn't have a a bank backing him. No, hey, hey, the company would be mad if you called them Black Prime. All right, they're BLK oh, Prime, right? They're BLK Prime. My fault, brother. My fault. Uh, let Let's bring on Let's bring on Kenny. Uh, sorry, on on Hamed Kenny before we start talking about Tank Ryan and we can see if anybody else wants to go mano a mano with my main man Kenny T and with of course. Me here we go, Ken. Uh, Ahmed, what's good, brother? Yeah, how's it going? Salute, man. It's, it's, been, a while. it's been a long time. How you doing, Ahmed? How you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Likewise, I hope you guys are doing well. I was just listening because I listened uh, to my screen yesterday. Second, you, got, you got a little bit of static on the line. I don't know if you if you're connected to a headset or 
or to to a mic. Um, but you got a little static oh, on your. Let, 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 let me just change the. Let me change yeah, the I'll, it's, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a couple minutes to sort it out, and then I'll bring you back in. Uh, so Kenny, yeah, any 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 anything else to say on it? Does what I was saying make sense, or about the financial backing? Well, you were saying one hundred percent makes sense. You know, the guy with the finances calls the shots, I guess, for the most part. But there's ways around it. I'm sure uh, the only reason for Fury has the the money or anything to offer is because he's the top rank. If that's the case, yo, Usyk, bro, go sign a contract with somebody, my G. Even if it's a one fight contract with PBC or whoever, I don't care. Whoever has the money. And come back to Tyson Fury with the big bag. Hey, you big bozo. Uh, you big dosser. Here's the big bag. You're going to take it or you're going to continue crying about 70-20 or 75th or, excuse me, 80-20 or whatever. Big belly. <laughs> That's what he was big belly it. bandit. Big belly. Yeah, I mean, that, that, look, at the end of the day, pugilism says it right here. And uh, ding the bell for pugilism right here. Um. Pugilism said, look, boxing, a microcosm of the world between private business entities and regulating sanctioning body, bodies. It's why we're glued to the sport. It reflects everything. Yeah, I mean, look, boxing is, of course, a meritocracy. But boxing, of course, is a sport that lives within the world known as capitalism, where those with money control those that don't have money. And people that don't have money have to really fight and scrape and scratch and and wrestle for their rights you know um Usyk just doesn't have uh he, he doesn't have a big fan base behind him he doesn't have a big promoter behind him and we love him in the u.s i'm just kidding go ahead yeah when 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 he goes into negotiations against the aj he's got to take the short side unfortunately when he goes into negotiations with with uh tyson fury who's backed again by two billion dollar corporation, multi-billion, not one, but two, one in the United States, one in Britain, you know, it's take it or leave it. And what was interesting too, that happened is Kenny. And I'm, I know you, 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 you're aware of this, but we can talk about it. The WBA, the day before the fight was, was announced, essentially told Usyk, listen, if you don't take this fight, you have to fight Daniel Dubois. Daniel Dubois' promoter is Frank Warren. Frank Warren is one of Fury's two promoters. So Fury knows what that fight is worth. And now Fury has the bargaining leverage to say, listen, you're going to take 30% against me or you're going to fight Daniel Dubois for a fraction of what you'd make against me, the 30%. You put Daniel Dubois' purse with Usyk's purse and it's still a fraction of Usyk's purse against... Fury and Fury knows this because Daniel Dubois, the WBA regular championship or champion of the world. I like doing that. Uh, of the world. I love it. <laughs> Diamante. Uh, he knows what it's worth. Right. So and then he, he's got even more bargaining leverage behind him. Is it fair that the Ukraine is a much, much, much less affluent country than the UK? Open question. Is it fair that Tyson Fury comes from the UK and and Fury uh, and sorry Usyk comes from 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 Ukraine? Open question. Is it fair that that Usyk got an Olympic medal at uh, heavyweight 
not at super heavyweight, but at heavyweight, was a former uh, undisputed champion at cruiserweight, right? Didn't get didn't get the lion's share of the money against Bellu, even though they fought, and Bellu didn't even have a title. Didn't get the lion's share of the money against AJ, right? It's it's the business of boxing. I think Ahmed's back, and after Ahmed says his piece, I'm going to bring on Philly Drew Irish. Ahmed, go for it. Ahmed. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Now you, you crystal. Can you hear me now? Crystal. Yes. You're yes, crystal sir. clear. All right. All right. All right. All right. One sec. One sec. All right. All right. All right. I just want to get a couple of things off. Do I okay. believe Fury um, offered Usyk? Do I, do I believe Usyk deserves more than 30%? Yeah, of course. But at the same time, I gotta be clear here. There, there are some articles going back uh, after the first Usyk fight with Joshua that Usyk's manager or someone in his camp said if they were to fight Joe Joyce, they would have demanded a ninety-seven percent, uh, or ninety-seven or something like that percentage in the purse. So all these promoters, my point is, are all full of shit. And Krasik, I don't think helped his client in a way of getting more money because he asked, I think, for 60-40 for the winner. And this was after asking for 50-50. I think they should have done a better job trying to angle for the 60-40 deal. So, in the in the end, Fury, it looked like to me he tried pricing himself out. But what he did was, I agree with Maestro, he tried making use of trying to get every penny or percentage out of Usyk and in the end all credit to Usyk because he called this bluff something AJ uh, and Walder when they were trying to negotiate couldn't do but when people start going over the top and start saying um, Fury should have conceded 50-50 my whole point would be going back to the negotiations with AJ and Walder these guys were very mad and very um, what's it called critical of Walder or whatever saying that he had no right calling for 50-50. But is Usyk any bigger of a star than Wilder is? I'm just talking about in the no. country. Because he isn't. Because Wilder, when yeah. he was going to fight AJ, if that was in America, Wilder was going to bring pay-per-view money, the gate, whatever the pay-per-view revenue for that fight would have helped. I'm not saying Wilder's Mayweather or anything like that, but that fight would have sold. And AJ and Wilder together in America, I think, could have done better numbers. If um, if AJ conceded, I would have given him more credit because people will keep bringing up that Fury wouldn't do the same. But why why is Fury some sort of barometer? Let's go to Klitschko, Vladimir Klitschko and David A. Vladimir Klitschko was the A side. He conceded 50-50 and he travelled to Germany and they made that fight. I think it takes two to tango and I think we got to give Usyk more credit but at the same time, if this fight happens, Fury does deserve some sort of credit because if he really, really wanted to price himself out, he could have asked for 80-20 or 90-10 or he could have just backed out the fight. So if they get in the ring, Fury, I do think, is a bit of a con man and a fraud as well. But if he gets in the ring, the beating Klitschko and Wilder in the back garden, then I think I'll give him credit and he deserves credit because Maestro has a good point and makes a good point. Usyk doesn't have many options. If this fight didn't happen, does Usyk can he even do any pay-per-views or sell any money? Because fights with Dubois or even a fight against Wilder in America, I'm not sure that sells. 
Usyk just doesn't have the profile outside. Maybe you could say Europe at the moment. What's going on in Ukraine and the whole Russian war? I think for Usyk it is quite tough, and he he is a very accomplished fighter, but in boxing business and accomplishments, frankly, don't uh, are not the same thing. They don't equate to the same value. Yeah, well, uh, I I I don't disagree with anything you said there, Hamed. Uh, Philly Drew. What are your thoughts on this? I just really think that, you know, I, I thought he deserved 40%. I would have been great with 40%. Yeah. And everything, I but... More than fair. I think that's fair. Very fair point. But people got to look at it like this. The people that hate Fury are going to figure out reasons to complain and hate. They really are. And, like, this is the fight that's going to decide... Who is the best heavyweight of his generation? Doesn't matter if like Usyk only fought a couple of times at heavyweight. I think he's beaten an ugly top uh, three heavyweight twice in a row. He's beaten Sussur, which was a top fifteen heavyweight, and beaten Chaz Riverspoon. He can probably he's probably a top twenty heavyweight and everything, but. People got to realize AJ did the same exact shit to Usyk. And people didn't say shit about it. This is my AJ had a reason to do it to Usyk, though. AJ had a reason to do it to Usyk. Usyk wasn't a cruiserweight that was disputed. At this point, Usyk has won twice against a Usyk has the majority of the belts in the division. It's not the same conversation right now that it was when uh, when Usyk and AJ were going to fight. But yeah, but the thing is, Kenny, one what about the, rematch, you, one so people... the thing is, Kenny, belts have never equaled money in boxing. I mean, like I said, B-Hop had the WBC, IBF, WBA championships. Uh, uh, he was undisputed at middleweight. He went into his fight with De La Hoya. He didn't get... 50%. I don't even think he got 40% in that fight. Belts, unfortunately, boxing isn't isn't a, a, a sport, and I, I, I'm with you on this. It would be much better if boxers were paid according to accomplishments, but they're not paid according to accomplishments. Look at Tank Davis right now. What what belt does he have? And he's flexing all over people all over the, uh, uh, all, 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 all in negotiations. So that, that's what I was just about to add to that. Philly Drew, go for it. Like, if you have all this fame and it's well-known, you're going to get a bigger push. You're going to be the A-side. Look at it like this. Deontay Wilder and, and, and Fury. Reason why Fury got a 60-40 split in their third fight is because he became well-known in America. He was a champion, yeah, but the thing about it is, Wilder still brought people to the seats, and Fury is going to bring people to the seats in the United States also. And let's and look at it like this: if Usyk, like Joshua and Usyk, when they fought, they got he got like twenty percent, I guess, from the first fight. Second, he got he didn't really get that much bigger of a purse. I think it was less than twenty percent actually in the first fight. But they're but they're trying to say that rumor that he made 
a 50-50 split in the second fight in Saudi Arabia. AJ did the same shit to Usyk as Fury's doing now. And people are not saying it about AJ because they love AJ so much. Mm-hmm, man. Let, let's uh let, let let's see what pugilism says here. Might speak for myself, but I wouldn't Wilder AJ Usyk Wilder Fury. Sorry, Wilder Fury AJ Usyk versus Big Bang Zhang. If he beats Joe Joyce, all of those fights possibly sell more. It's the album drop formula. And like you gotta look at it like this. If Usyk wins this fight and then fights Wilder in America. There's a feeling Waddle would get more of a slight more of a push because the fight's in America. Because he's the well-known name. That's the messed up part of prize fighting. It's not due off to your how many belts you have. But this fight is, is possibly whoever wins this fight is the best heavyweight of his generation. And I think people can't really take that away from the evil guy. Because evil both guys would deserve that credit because they beaten top five heavyweights of their era. They beat they have great great accomplishments in their career thus far. And I think people need to stop thinking about like the, the downside of everything. Like people got to look at it like this. AJ after the second Usyk fight put a tamper tantrum. To me, that's a female dog move. Like he's like he's jumping around everything because that, he that, that's how that, sorry for interrupting you. That's how we gonna say it from now on. Female yeah, dog. We're gonna, like, it. we're gonna say it like that because he let a, too much. he let <laughs> a cruiserweight come up and screwed him twice and everything. Once in his home country and once on a neutral ground where he had all the leverage again. And I and I tell you, I'm a fan of both these guys. I love both these guys. Because I, I really think Us is the best cruiserweight of all time. And he po- possibly could be the best heavyweight of his generation after this fight. But I yeah, got to he to go to cruiserweights as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. At the end of the day, Evander's run at cruiserweight was not as impressive as Usyk. I mean, most people would struggle to name four or five quality cruiserweights that Evander faced. Uh, I, I also have never seen uh, a cruiserweight move and punch like Usyk and volume punch to such power. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's different. Like, when you see uh, other people TKO the fighters that they face, they're not getting TKO'd like Usyk. Usyk is really putting them down with power. With the rest of the guys, it's usually the ref coming in. Oh, he's taking too much punches and he hasn't thrown punches back. But Usyk is actually putting people down and beating them up with volume. Like, but I'm gonna head out. Holyfield, I think Holyfield knocked people out pretty well at heavyweight, and David yeah, Hay. That's a while. That's a while back, though. That's a, yeah, that's David, a while, David, while back. David Hay. David Hay too did his thing when he moved up from cruiserweight to heavyweight. But uh, but yeah, Hamed, you wanted to say something, and then and then I'm gonna go uh, cook with Kenny for a bit more um, on uh, on Ryan and Tank. Thank you, Billy. Really? Appreciate Thank you coming, you on, brother. Any last words on this uh, topic uh, of of Usyk and and uh, and Fury, Ahmed? Before we let you go, uh, maybe he stepped away. Yeah. Uh, all right. But, so, but um, I, I, I'll give a couple more thoughts regarding uh, 
Fury and Usyk. I'm not discrediting the boxers and their abilities. I think they're both great boxers. Uh, if anything, I think that uh, Fury, with his height and reach advantage, has more of an advantage in this fight. Fury is the A side. Fury does deserve the bigger bank. You know what I'm saying? It all makes sense. All of that makes sense. What I'm discrediting is just the thought and the actions behind the fighter. Uh, it all feels female dogish to me. So, like, for example, this fight should have been signed in January, not in March. This fight should have been signed closer to 60-40, not the 70-30 or 80-20 or whatever it was that it was signed for. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so they, I don't think they have signed yet, but they've agreed to terms. Oh, man. You broke but, but, my here's heart. My, here's my thing, Kenny. You broke Is my it, heart. That means the but, fight ain't happening. Remember, remember <laughs> Ryan and Tank was supposed to take place earlier, but but Tank. there was a court case pending on that one. Yeah, but I mean, there's a court case pending. But what does that have to do with him taking on Hector Garcia instead of Ryan? If he's available to take take on Hector Garcia, why couldn't he take on Ryan Garcia? Oh, I don't have an excuse for that one. I thought that um, was a soft all I'm, too. And I'm not and I'm not using these words to talk about these fighters. What I'm saying is that the, this is typical A side bullying from A sides. They they all do this. They all bully the B-side, try to get every concession out of the B-side, right? Whether it's weight limits, rehydration clauses. I mean, tank was worse. Take it, right? I mean, so whenever you're ready to talk <laughs> tank, let's try to bring let's try to bring Ahmed in in for the discussion. Let, let's go for it. Ahmed, this is your last yeah, shot, bro. It's like a third time trying to bring you in to make this point. Go three for strike, it. Three strikes, yeah. I'll just yeah, hear what I'm stopping. It's, it's, it's the World Baseball Classic right now. You guys probably don't know as much about that, but so we're doing the three strikes rule. Kadubi. Go for it, Ahmed. Yes, we can hear you. All right, all right. Um, I just wanted to add a couple of things uh, regarding mm-hmm. that uh, Fury Usyk fight. Uh, I, I think the problem I have is Fury just dragging it on and on. But the point that I think was a good point you made, and this was what I was thinking about, Pacquiao is a much bigger name than Usyk. Not just, Wait. not just, not just, um, not just in his own country, whatever, but in America as well. The guy globally. is like, globally, yeah, globally, globally in America, he's bigger than most American fighters. When he fought Mayweather. I think that should have been 50-50, but he conceded and took 40%. I think this fight, Usyk, obviously deserved 40%, but is really him getting 30% much worse? Like, I think far too many people are obsessed with these guys uh, These guys and these fighters while they're getting paid. I, I think Usyk is a throwback. He's one of those guys that really doesn't care as much, and I think he deserves credit, but I don't get why more fans care more about what he gets paid than he does. Like he, The same with Adrian Wilder. I got drawn into that whole negotiation, and I was kind of one of the guys saying that Wilder doesn't deserve 50-50, but looking back, I think if it took for them to agree to 50-50 to have the fight, I would have been happy. Like I think the Wilder fans were going over the top, saying AJ shouldn't uh, shouldn't be offering him what was it seventy thirty or sixty forty whatever the deal was. But at the same time, I think there were a lot of fans, including myself. And I I think I may be I've been wrong in that instance where I think if it took for them both to agree to fifty fifty like Wilder and Fury did, like uh, Klitschko and he did, and many other 
wrestlers, then uh, it, that's what we want as fans. We want the best fight, to, the best to fight the best. Like we, we shouldn't care about what these guys guys make to a degree and what they what they're earning. Of course, we want these guys to get paid, but like we as fans shouldn't be dictating what one guy should get paid and what the other guy should get paid. All right, so let's pause right there, Ahmed. And if you got another point, we'll do that one next because you made a good point. You asked a good question, so let's ask Kenny. Is 70-30 to Usyk worse than 60-40 to Mayweather when Mayweather fought Pacquiao? No. I don't I don't think it is. Uh um 70-30, I think it is worse. Yeah, I do think it is worse specifically because AJ has more than Pacquiao did. I understand what you guys are saying regarding brand, regarding star, regarding money and financial backings, regarding, you know, contracts that they have and, you know, endorsements, ETC, ETC, ETC. I get, I understand all of that. But at the end of the day, I don't give a damn how much money a fighter has made in his past. I don't give a damn what company is endorsing the fighter. I don't give a damn what contract the fighter has with ESPN or PBC or whoever. I don't care. I want to see the best fight the best, and I want to see the guy with the biggest heart taking the biggest challenge that has the best record, that has the most titles, receiving the larger end of the money, not the guy who talks the most smack. So I understand the thought of, yo, we shouldn't worry about, as fans, we shouldn't worry about what a fighter makes. We should worry more about the best fights being made in boxing. But at the end of the day, um i think it shows someone's character when uh it feels like everything that they're putting forward in contract negotiations goes against the actual fight happening it shows that that person doesn't want to fight so when the fight does happen i'm gonna be looking for why this person doesn't want to fight not only that regardless of who i think is gonna win i'm gonna do my an analysis on the fight but regardless of who i think is gonna win my heart is gonna be telling me let's go Usyk. Let's go Usyk. Knock his big ass out. You know what I'm saying? Because I just feel like his actions weren't manly enough. Uh, and I'm talking about Fury. And 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 to respond to a comment that I saw in, in the comment section, nobody thinks that Usyk or Team Usyk tricked Team Fury into a contract. That's, the, that's I don't know, that's bogus. Um, All right, so I'm going to respond to what you just said uh, and respectfully disagree. You know, people who follow this channel, they know I'm a Marxist, all right? Um, but I live in the real world where, you know, I live in a capitalist society. And, you know, I, capitalist society, business is what dominates. The powerful are who rule. And it is the way it is. I mean, boxing is a professional sport. I mean... In the amateurs, your accolades are based on how many trophies you have and how many medals you win at tournaments. Unfortunately, that's not the case in box in professional boxing, right? We're in a situation with this fight where Usyk's backers are not paying Fury's backers. Fury's backers are paying... Sorry, Usyk's backers are not paying Fury. Fury's backers are paying Usyk. So... Usyk is the person who, unfortunately, again, yes, he has the Olympic gold medal. Yes, he was undisputed. Yes, he's bringing three belts to the table. But if you look at the history of boxing, that's never mattered. You know, I've given multiple examples of where guys have the majority of belts, B-Hop and Oscar being one flagrant one, 
where they get the short end of the stick, right? Um, you know, it, it, it's, it, we may not agree with it. We may not like it, but this is the world within which we live. And this is how professional boxing has always run. But, but, but they accepted the short end of the stick. There's a, there's, there's. So did Fury. I mean, so did Usyk. I got you. They, they, they accepted the short end of the stick while they had uh, most of the merits, while they had most of the belts. In this situation, I could see how potentially Usyk is backed into that corner where he has to sign that contract because Usyk wants to become undisputed. Usyk wants to be champion. Usyk cares about the belts. Usyk cares about his legacy. Fury doesn't give a damn. Fury cares about the money and the finances behind fighting. Fury could retire tomorrow only having one belt and he won't give a damn so it just you know it just is what it is like regardless of the other situations that you have brought up i don't think that these situations are equivalent but in the other situations i think that the you know the uh uh when the the, the la jolla uh situation that you talk about and the executioner situation that you talk about where they had most of the belts and most of the merits I think that they were the idiots. I wouldn't have signed to fight that person. For, forget the money. I understand they're in the back end of the career. They want the biggest check possible, yada, yada. Bro, forget the money. You want to fight me? You want you want these belts? Can oh, I you, if, you want, if you want these belts, you sign in my contract. Okay, Otherwise, so let's, let's, forget let's your money. Ahmed, one quick second, and you can interject. Well, what about Stephen Fulton Jr.? By that logic, by that logic, he shouldn't be taking the short end of the stick against Inouye. Inoue doesn't have any belts. He's going to Inoue's home country, and Inoue's making probably about double to three times what he's making in that fight. If he, if Inoue, if if Stephen Fulton Jr. had followed your business plan, he wouldn't be fighting Inoue in Japan in a major fight that's going to be really good financially for him and for his legacy if if he wins. Unfortunately, again, that's, that's this is much different. This is professional boxing, and in professional boxing, titles don't always mean you get paid more. Titles don't always mean you get 50-50. They, they just don't, especially when your opponents, especially when your opponents' financial backers are the people responsible for paying your purse. Can, can I just see? Go for it. Go for it, Hamid. Can I just see? Let's just... Uh, rather over overcomplicated this. Let's just look at the one fight, just one fight. Anthony Joshua and Charles Martin. Anthony Joshua was the bigger draw. Charles Martin just had a belt. He was willing to pay him was eight million. Like something I know he had, something yeah, new. yeah. I I know people will say the belt sometimes will matter, but it's very rare like that instance happens. Like some fighters have to be willing to make concessions. Belts don't always in the, uh, dictate what someone should get paid. It's very rare. Like, that was an instance where I think the they overpaid for the belt. I don't know, man. If that's the case, then then boxers should start acting like ebony bridges and swinging it around like a helicopter <laughs> so that they get more fanfare and so, that, and so that the public could be on their bandwagon. Because at the end of the day, if you ask me, boxing is about boxing. Boxing is about people beating each other up with these big padded gloves and one guy coming out being the guy standing at the end of the fight, not the guy who could swing it around like a helicopter faster. 
I'll give you an I'll give you an example right now of two fights that are announced that are going to be taking place. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. I, there's just one comment that I didn't get to answer to. It was a comment that you said before about uh, uh, the the bigger contracts, bigger fight. I forgot who you you were referring to. Two fighter fighter specifically. Um, and my thought is uh, that the, that fight it's just not the same situation that you're comparing to to Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk. Um, I forgot the two fighters you brought. I, up. The only the only comparison I was making is that is that Inoue was undisputed. The Inoue was undisputed at the lower weight 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 division, right? Um, and he's fighting Stephen Fulton Jr. at the higher weight division, right? Yeah, Inoue yeah. doesn't have any belts at one twenty two. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Fulton good. Fulton has two belts at one twenty two. Fulton. Is taking the short money. Who's more pay- accomplished? One, one, one moment. Let me finish. Fulton is is taking the short money to fight Inoue in Japan because again, in this situation, Inoue has the financial backing. Inoue's promoters are paying Fulton Jr. It's not the other way around. So, Fulton Jr. If he wants to fight, he's got to decide: Am I going to be willing to do it? For what Inoue's bank is willing to pay me, or am I going to say no? And he came to the exact same conclusion that Alexander Usyk did. This fight is going to pay me more than any other fight. There's no other fight for Stephen Fulton Jr. that's going to pay him anywhere close to what he's going to make to fight Inoue, even though he's making less money than Inoue. There's no other fight that's going to pay Alexander Usyk close to what he's going to make to fight Fury, even though he's making way less money than Fury. That's where the two things um, equate with each other. It's not about the fact that this is the heavyweight versus the super bantamweight. It's not the fact that, yeah, you could say that that Usyk is more accomplished than, 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 um, than, than Fulton Jr. Yes, those are all true, but I'm talking about it strictly from the business perspective. Okay. The what place, look? The way Sorry. that it's not, the way that it's not equivalent to me is is that um in a way is coming up in weight right he's undisputed undefeated in his weight class he is the guy he's beat everybody up who anybody would want to beat up in those weight classes if if, if you're Fulton you want to beat up uh um Donaire and the guys that 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 in the way beat and. And anyway, is ready to move up in weight class, right? Cool. He got a he got a title fight right away at the weight class, coming up from uh, being undisputed in his 122 weight class. That makes sense. You, usually, you do get a chance at the title when you're coming up from already having a title in the lower weight class. That makes sense. Now, the contract negotiation. Stephen Fulton took the shorter end of the stick, took the shorter end of the money. Um, it also makes sense. Stephen Fulton. It's not undisputed. Stephen Fulton never was undisputed. Stephen Fulton should have fought, uh, what was it, Akhmadaliev and became undisputed. Uh, then I feel like Stephen Fulton would have more uh, negotiation marbles, not going to, not by going to Inouye's home country. That's not going to work. If you're going to Inouye's home country, you got to accept the contract because obviously all the money is coming from Inouye's home country and his promoters and the stadium, everything. It's like, it's like uh, what's this guy's name? Going to Australia. 
Fury, they're fighting at Wembley in, in Fury's home country. It's, it's very that, that, it, it, it's it's much different though because uh, uh, Usyk has fought at Wembley before. No, he so hasn't. No, 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 no. He has. He fought, uh, fought Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and he fought. And he fought, I he think, fought at O2 Chizora. against Eric Tesoro. Yeah, and no, no, he fought Bellu at the O2, and he fought oh, Chizora in a what was it? It was a lockdown. He fought. Yeah, it was a lockdown. You're right. You're yeah. right. So, no, I was going to say one thing. Accomplishments should matter. If, if it was like UFC, um, I don't even know, actually, UFC, maybe that's not good. Capacity, no, I mean, if it, it, even in the UFC, I mean, there's guys yeah. with bigger accomplishments than Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say. Get paid. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is, so this that, is capitalism, guys. This is professional sports. It's not tennis. In, yeah, tennis, no, no, no. in tennis, you win good. a tournament. No, no, no. This is professional boxing. In tennis, you win a tournament. And you get paid for winning the tournament. Yeah, you get your endorsement deals. Yeah, you get all of this other stuff on the side. Would I love boxing to be like that? Absolutely. But that's not the real world. That's not what we're what where we live. We live in a sport where guys have financial backers, guys have that's network right. deals, right? And guys squeeze every little penny in concession out of their opponents, just like Tank Davis is doing to Ryan Garcia. And we'll get into Tank Davis. Listen, who's going to make more money? The undisputed lightweight champion of the world, Devin Haney versus Lo, versus Lomachenko, or Devin uh, Haney against, against Ryan Garcia? Is yeah, that the, No, it's not. I, yeah, that, but that's boxing. And we're not being honest if we don't recognize that yeah, is how boxing is. That is how boxing yeah. has always been. Yeah, belts. Look, look. Belts. Some people pay way too much attention to belts. Belts don't determine the, this because guys like Mayweather, guys like Tyson, could fight without belts, and they could literally sell millions and millions of uh, what's it called, a pay-per-view uh, thing in it, and buys whatever, and do you know high, high numbers in gate, but. The thing with the accomplishments as well, I do think that should matter, but it doesn't. Because if it did, why did Pacquiao, who was more accomplished than Mayweather, even if in that weight class he had one belt, he was, I believe, a seven or eight weight uh, belt holder. Pacquiao was more accomplished. That's a fact. That's not my opinion. But he got only 40%. If we're being fair, he deserved more percentage. On accomplishment, he deserved more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If we're going by accomplishment... B Hop deserved more than yeah. than than Deloya. I mean, if we're going if we're going by accomplishment, you know, uh, like you just said, Pacquiao deserved more than Floyd. You know, uh, we 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 could we could go down the list of of accomplishment if we go by accomplishment. Sorry, go 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 ahead, Kenny. I see you wanting to jump in. Yeah, no, I was saying this is exactly why boxing needs that umbrella corporation to hold shit down, like NBA, like MLB. That is the top umbrella. M- Guess what? When it comes to NBA or MLB or even NFL basketball players, they pay the best players the best money. Everybody else is a role player. They get uh, average to minuscule money. And when teams play against each other, both teams are getting paid uh, a certain amount of money. There is no, well, you're the A side and you're the B side. You can only fight and face each other uh, if the A side and the B side agrees. No, these teams have to play each other aka fighters would have to fight each other based on rankings and merits not based off nonsense it just makes so much more sense to me i get it cool the man can swing it like a helicopter amazing what does that have to do 
for me and the and the rest of people watching boxing and the accomplishments. I don't well, care about how how well the dude swings it. I care about um, the knockouts he's getting and the punches he's throwing in the ring. I don't like. Well, again, I've been saying this for years, Kenny. Boxing would be better for me if it was run more like tennis. Uh, Novak Djokovic cannot say, you know what? I'm not going to take on XYZ opponent. By the way, he's my favorite tennis player, especially when he took the stand against 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 being forced to be vaccinated um, and and has as, as somewhat suffered the consequences for that, including not being allowed to enter the United States, even though he's had COVID two times and has natural immunity. But I digress. The fact is he cannot decide, you know what? I'm not going to fight. Uh, I'm not going to face that guy. He doesn't bring enough to the table. I'm not going to face that guy. He can't bring enough to the table. Uh, I, I I make more money than him. I, I, so we're not, but unfortunately that's how boxing is. In, in tennis, you go into a tournament, whoever's in that tournament, who's ever in that bracket, that's who you face. And if you win the tournament, you get the most money. Yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, uh, boxing does not operate like that. Yeah, yeah uh, no, it, that's the problem with boxing. Also, Javonta Davis and Ryan Garcia, there's not even any belts on the line. And in the same, basically, it is the same weight class because it's a pound above lightweight. There's a fight between Haney and Lomachenko where all the belts, including the ring magazine, on the on the line. And I think that fight it will it will struggle to sell on pay-per-view. Where Javanta and Ryan could do close to a million. We we we, we don't talk about ring magazine. That's not a belt. Um <laughs> move, 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 moving forward. Let's, let's talk about Tank and Ryan, uh, Kenny, because I know you got a lot to say on that. Uh, um Last damn, you keep making me lose my point because you guys keep going back and forth and moving past what I wanted to discuss. Um, <laughs> the 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 last and final point regarding Usyk and 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 Fury is that this is exactly why they need like a fighters union. The way that that NBA has the NBA uh, players union, they need a fighters union. Why? Because if they had a fighters union, it'll be like ah yo, we got the heavyweight fighters union. So we're all going to agree. Nobody's going to take Tyson Fury's bullshit contracts. Uh, and we're just going to wait his ass out. We'll fight each other until he's forced to retire or we'll wait his ass out. Nobody's going to fight him for the nonsense money and force that man to accept the contract that's more deserving for the fighter that could potentially beat his ass. That, that, that's my final thought regarding uh, uh, Fury and Usyk. Yeah, Hamed, you can stay on with us if you want to talk about uh, Ryan and Tank, because that's what I want to get Kenny's opinion on. Uh, go for it, Kenny. You need on on this one. Talk talk to me about Tank. Talk to me about Ryan, because I know you had thoughts. Yeah, this is this is uh, man. This is it's a similar situation. I don't like the weight draining, the only ten pounds rehydration clause. I don't like uh, any of the contractual shit. And again, I got to big up uh, Ryan Garcia, just like I'm big enough. Alexander Usyk in this situation, they took the short end of the stick because they really believe that they could win, and they and they really think that af after winning this fight, they will be the permanent A side. I don't know if that's the case because with the conversation that we just had, what really matters in the sport of boxing is who 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 could clap the cheeks better and who could swing it like a helicopter and excel themselves up in the air faster. And, you know, for me, this is not a wet t-shirt contest. This is a knock the man out contest. This is a championship contest. This is the better man wins contest. Uh, like, it, it, let's take this to, to, to uh, another sport, competitive weightlifting. 
in competitive weightlifting, they don't give the fucking the, the the guy with the prettiest face, uh, the 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 bigger contract or the most trophies, or the most endorsements. They give the guy with the biggest muscles, with the best physique, that lifts the most pounds, etc. etc. The biggest prize and the biggest contract and the most money. You should get paid for the, your merits. You should get paid for what you do, what you've done in the sport of boxing, your accomplishments. You should not get paid on how well you talk smack you should not get paid on the lingo you 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 use you should not get paid on going in the ring and singing happy birthday to bob arab you should not get paid off of these things uh with tank davis and and ryan garcia what was was the was the uh the contract split between them i don't know the percentage they haven't made it public but we do know we do know that that just based on the way tank has been moving and talking that he definitely is getting the lion's share. Well, uh, the stipulation is also if Ryan Garcia wins, there's an immediate rematch clause. If uh, Javante wins, there's no rematch clause. There's a rehydration stipulation. Also, the, the, the fact. Uh, Hamed, question: Does 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 Fury and and Usyk have a? Um, that fight hasn't been signed. Let's talk about a side flexing for a moment, right? Since we're to- we started talking about a side flexing with Fury, let's talk about a side flexing with Tank. And then at the end, Kenny, I'm going to ask you to do a, co- a, a compare and contrast and give both e- each a score out of 100 in terms of their level of a side flexing, right? So with, with Tank, you got a guy who's already fought Mario Barrios at 140. With no rehydration clause. He's pulling Ryan down to 136. Asterisk one. He's putting a weight hydration clause. Asterisk two. On top of that, he's also saying that if I win, Ryan doesn't get a rematch. If Ryan wins, I get a rematch. That's That was the softest one for me. I mean... Well, wait, wait, wait. Can I just say one thing? The fight would not have happened. The fight would not have happened. So if people are giving Usyk a lot of credit. Ryan Garcia deserves credit as well. Oh, 100%. I'm not, I'm not, say, I'm not saying it's the same, uh, uh, what's it called, equality, because uh, one guy is far superior. The other guy is basically an Instagram boxer. So far, well, he's uh, he hasn't accomplished anything. He hasn't uh, basically even won a title, to my knowledge. But in terms of uh, concessions, He's uh, pretty much made maybe more concessions in terms of rehydration clauses and one-sided rematch uh, clauses. So I don't know about the Usyk Fury fight because that hasn't been confirmed, and we don't know with the contract because that's, I believe Frank Warren said, being ironed out. But we should know when the fight gets signed if there is a rematch clause. It's possible there may not be a rematch clause, or they may have a rematch clause. Uh, the thing with this fight that annoys me is the whole rear, uh, the weight, uh, catch weight thing. Why, why are they fighting at 136? Why not just make it a lightweight or junior welterweight? Well, uh, that, let, me, let me ask a question to you then. Because uh, for me, the the one pound doesn't make a difference. 130 doesn't make a difference. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I can't even make sense as to why 136. What difference does it make for you? Like, you know. No, no, but what I'm trying to say, if you're going to do a catchweight, why not do a 137 or 138 where it's fair, it's in the middle? You're doing it at a, at a pound above 
which weight class which Javante Davis wanted there, which was a lightweight to my knowledge. He did not want to fight at 140. So why wasn't there some sort of... I, I think it should have been a bit more fair, but again, uh, I think that's the concession that Ryan Garcia made to make the fight. I don't think the fight would have probably happened if it was at 140 or one, even 138. And that's why I do think it's bad. With Tyson Fury and Javante Davis, I don't think you could compare the two because Fury has actually made concessions. He's more accomplished and he's actually won real titles and he's a bigger draw and he's, I believe done better numbers on pay-per-view with Wilder and I think there's a couple of other guys with Javante Davis I, I believe a lot of his pay-per-view numbers have been kind of uh, exaggerated or made up and I don't know if he's really that big of a draw some people make it out he's maybe one of the biggest draws in America but I do believe he's slightly overrated as this some sort of superstar he's, he, he's not Mayweather I'll tell you I'll tell you why and I was about to make this point and I'm glad I am Dwayne this time is making it as well because I, I this it, this to me is is the obvious answer to the question why 136 I'm going to weight drain you but I'm also not going to put my BS title on the line so that if I lose to you I get an immediate rematch and I keep my Reggie belt uh, Does he even have any Reggie belts remaining Yeah he got the Reggie belt Devin Haney's the undisputed lightweight champion of the world. Devin Haney went to Australia the first time to fight George Gambosis. Devin Haney went the second time to defend against George Gambosis. Devin Haney is going to be fighting Lomachenko for all the belts in May. Big up to to, to my man uh, to my man Tony. Let, let me let me let me bring in the the Tony Marshall effect. Big up, Tony. They, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, uh, Ryan Garcia just went up in weight class to one forty, though. So you know, like I, I get what people are saying, but he just went up to one forty. Like, but that that's not the point. The guy clearly is fighting a guy who's already fought at one forty. Javante Davis. He was willing to fight Mario Barrios at one forty. To me, there's a lot of goalposts being moved. I, I hear you, but at the end of the day, I, I'm a firm believer from the start, from the get-go, that this fight should have happened at 135. These guys both got popular at 135. These guys were both beating people up at 135. We've been expecting them to fight at 135. Not 136, not 140, 135. None of these guys have proven a damn thing at 140. I don't want to see them fight at 140. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. None of these guys have proven anything at 135 either. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. They prove it more at 135 than 140. My turn. More at 135 than 140. My turn. My turn. Okay. Delahoy is trying to say Ryan Garcia is a former world champion at 135. Stop it. He's not. They want to. Brian Custer keeps no, he's not. Neither of these guys have won titles at 135. Neither of these guys have done anything at 135. But I'll tell you this. Ryan's actually done more at 135 than Tank has. Ryan knocked out Luke Campbell after getting knocked down. Luke Campbell is better than anybody that, that Tank Davis has fought at 135, in my humble opinion. Because you know what? I'm not giving you credit. For, for, for going 12 rounds against a blown-up featherweight in Uriorcus Gamboa fighting on a bad Achilles. 
I'm not giving you credit for for knocking out a 14 fight novice in Roley. Okay, my, I'm not my, giving my you credit. Is- I'm not giving you credit for taking on uh, uh, Pete Bull Cruz. I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. My, my point is simply that they've both of them, both of them have accomplished much more at 135 than they have at 140. So that 135 is where they should be fighting. Well, I mean, you the 136 pound stuff is nonsense. The 140 pound stuff is nonsense. Tank just went to 440 pounds. I understand how the 136 pound could be a little more beneficial towards uh, Tank Davis because he's a smaller guy. But I, uh, it's partially this one. The 136 thing is partially just an excuse for me because both of them was just fighting at 135. What, what does Ryan Garcia have? One, what, what, one belt at 140? Let's no, I no no look look I agree I mean, with one you. fight Kenny. one fight at one forty. Kenny, I agree with you. One thirty six is really about fighting at one thirty five. The only difference is you're not putting your belt on the line. That's it. That's the difference. I would I would I mean if I that's the that's if, that's if, why if I was so that he can keep so that he can essentially fight at lightweight, not put his Reggie belt on the line and keep his status in the lightweight division if he loses. Because if he loses, he doesn't drop in any kind of lightweight ranking or lose his title. Because officially on the books, this is a 140-pound division fight. Can, can I say something before I go? Because I got, I got, a, I got a bounce. Uh, I will say one thing. I won 30 where Javante Davis Pete Pedraza. I know someone mentioned it, but that was the name that was coming to my mind. I do think he accomplished something. That was actually a solid win. That was the one believe- that wasn't at one thirty-five. One thirty, I said one thirty. You were saying, yeah, I know. I'm talking about Andrew Castellanos, who brought that up in the chat. I got no, his no. I'm, I'm just seeing. I'm just seeing. If I don't know if Ryan Garcia's fought at one thirty, a couple of years ago, say if they were to fight at one thirty, I do believe it would have been more of an intriguing or interesting fight because he actually held the real belt. I believe he got stripped because he didn't make the weight, but. Was basically since then, Ryan Garcia has been a prospect who hasn't really done much, and Javante Davis has really not done anything at one thirty-five and one forty. I think he had one fight against Mario Barrios, and that was not a real title fight. So, if we're going by what weight they should have fought at, where it made sense a couple of years ago, that one thirty-five probably is the more natural weight. But right now, I think one forty made sense because. Uh, Javante Davis didn't move up, and he was talking about fighting that welterweight against guys like Keith Thurman. I gotta hold these guys to their word. Like if you're seeing stuff like that, and if you're fighting now 140 and you're a quote unquote champion in three weight classes, then there shouldn't be a problem. If not, just make the fight at an actual weight class. I don't I don't disagree with you, Hamed. So on that yeah. note, thank you for joining yeah, us. All right. Thank you for joining Mano a Mano today. I really appreciate it. And all we right. hope no, to, to see you back soon, brother. Stay blessed. Right. You too. Oh, that was Hamed joining the show. So I'd like to hear your scores now. We've, we've talked about, about A-side bullying because I'm admitting it. Fury was A-side bullying, straight up. You A-side bullying. I'm, I was just saying that it's nothing new and it's not unique to Fury. We've also gone over Tank Davis A-side bullying. Which he even extended to showing up late for press conference, clowning Not Ryan, clowning, clowning Ryan for being on time, right? So I mean, give us the score out of a hundred on weight on 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 a side bullying, Kenny. Um, it's not as easy to score just because I don't think both situations are equivalent. 
just because Ryan and Tank Davis, none of them fools have belts. That's just that's one of them fights of yo, whoever wins this fight knows how to swing it best. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no belts, there's no champ, there's nothing there. It's just popularity, fame, and who's better between Tank and Ryan. With Alexander Usyk and and, and um, Tyson Fury, there's four belts on the line. That's a fight that should have happened. And and but to answer the question, a side bullying, who's done it worse? Uh, look, Tank Davis has a lot more stipulations. The only reason why it's not as, as crazy for me with Tank Davis is because that fight doesn't need to happen. The, that, that fight could have never have happened in, in the sport of boxing. And a lot of people would have been upset because of their popularity, but it wouldn't have meant shit if it wouldn't have happened either because there's nothing on the line. These, uh, As we said earlier, these guys haven't accomplished much. Not at 135, no 140. With Alexander Usyk, that fight needs to happen. That there, there's no way that that fight should not happen. That fight needs to happen ASAP, and therefore, it it kind of makes the Tyson Fury situation worse because like the Tank Davis fight and Ryan Garcia doesn't need to, fight doesn't need to happen. Although the 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 the, the A side bullying that Tank Davis has done is much worse, but again, that fight does not need to happen because Usyk versus Fury needs to happen and. He took so long to sign that contract and the 70-30, all that nonsense, and it didn't even look like he was going to fight him to begin with. I think that Fury situation is just is very, very terrible. I'm a, I'm I'm a grade him equally. It's more stipulations in right in Gervonta's Davis Davis's trash, but uh that fight doesn't need to happen. It's so not a, I, it's a significant fight. It, it's exactly it's a significant fight for popularity. It's a significant fight for Aura for, but I mean, it's there's no belt, and it's definitely not the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world, like Usyk taking on Fury, right? Do me a favor, everybody, hit the like button, let people know that this is the place to be for boxing talk. All right, I'm I'm putting out content, right? My man Kenny here joining me, he's got his channel. Hit the like button if you're new to the channel. Hit the subscribe button. We do mano a mano every Sunday. We do it live, and then it becomes a members-only stream for our members. All right, so also consider joining a membership as well so you can catch it on demand. But hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. All right? Uh, last thing I want to hear from you from, Kenny, is your views on Tim Zhu. When everybody's done watching this, I want you to go back and watch uh, the video I did just before this live on Tim Zhu last night and whether or not he proved that he's ready for Jermel Charlo. We also listened to Jermel Charlo's comments about Tim Zhu, and I did a little bit of a fight analysis as well. So click the link to that after this show, all right, and go check that out. It also helps us with the algorithm that you're, that you're going from one video to the other, believe it or not. So click. make sure you click the link on your way out of here. Link is in the chat, but I want to hear Kenny's opinions on Tim Zhu before we end the show. Go for it, Kenny. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, well, Tim Zhu, um, Tim Zhu looked good. He was definitely tippy-toeing a little bit in the beginning of that fight. I think tippy-toeing a little more than he should have. He was a little more careful with that jab, which is the only tool that Tony Harrison has in his tool shed, a jab. that He doesn't have anything else besides that jab. I think he was a little careful and tippy-toeing around, although it's a very, it's a solid jab. Tony Harrison's jab is phenomenal. But it's not enough 
to win you a fight. It's not enough to keep the opposing fighter away. It's not enough to shock or stop the opposing fighter. It may win you one or two rounds, but unless you're going to pair with something else, you're not really going to get win rounds like that. Tony Harrison only had the jab. Uh, Tim Zhu figured it out, eventually started coming forward, putting punches in combinations, which we knew it was what he was going to do. He was going to try to smother him in the jab towards the, towards the, uh, the ropes, and it happened. He did a great job. Um, maybe he should have finished a little earlier, although he did finish him earlier than than Jermel Charlo, and I'm pretty sure that that was what he was trying to do, send that message out, I'm better than you. But then again, I'm not sure that it's equivalent to the Jermel Charlo when Tony Harrison has gotten a lot older and Tony Harrison hasn't had as much fights since then. He's been uh, fairly inactive since then. It was a good fight. Give Tim Zhu his credit, the best opponent that Tim Zhu has faced, and he knocked him out in spectacular fashion. That combination shit at the end was amazing. I do think that maybe it is time for Tony Harrison to start, you know, thinking about retirement, specifically because it's the second time that I see him get knocked out like that, where he takes one serious punch and then it's like a deer with headlights, like, and just continues taking the same punch over and over in the same spot. Like he took those uppercuts and barely moved his, took his head out the way for only one of those uppercuts. I thought that that was a little shocking, a little crazy. I, I was like, oh my God, he's he's going to get seriously hurt. Stop the fight. I was so happy when the ref stopped the fight at the end. The fight deserved to be stopped there. Please don't continue forward. It would have just gone that much more brutal for uh, Tony Harrison if it would have gone forward. Tim Zhu deserves his credit, uh, but I don't like the way he ended the fight with what's my mother effing name and all that crazy stuff that he was saying. But I do love his swag. I love that he came in the ring with the hip hop and the American gangster-ish. That's Bam, my I'm going to be honest with you. Shout out to No Limit Promotions. His outfit out there in in uh, in in Australia. I'm gonna bring on Nacho in a second. But shout out to No Limit Promotions because that 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 atmosphere there in Sydney was incredible. From the sound, which you could pick up on the television, it's obvious that they got a great sound system at that arena. The pyrotechnics, the stage, the 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 the, the, the lights, everything about it gave you the big fight energy, and then even the confetti at the end. Uh, big fight energy, and shout out to Tim Zhu for not doing what a lot of other PBC fighters do, which is just sit on the shelf and wait for their next fight. Nah, he went back to Australia, right? He got his own fight going, and now he's going to be ready, I think, for the Charlo fight. Uh, uh, visit the video I, I dropped the link for after this channel, for uh, sorry, after this vid, for um, after this live, for, for more of my breakdown on that fight, but I gave Harrison a round, just like Steve Harhood uh, did. I'm about to say Steve Harvey. Those scorecards was a little wide, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, I, I get no, I I agree. I gave I gave uh, Tony Harrison one round, the first round. The jab is not enough. It's not like he can knock people out with his jab or knock them down with the jab. It's not like he's a Vladimir Klitschko out here with the jab. Um, and it, it wasn't deterring Tim Zhu from doing what Tim Zhu does, which is fight with balance, fight within his skill set. Don't overcommit. If you miss, you take a back step, you reset, and then you go back and attack again. Tim Zhu is a very solidly, fundamentally sound fighter, and he fights very much like his father did, always under control, always balanced, right? 
always getting into position with good footwork and is able to cut off the ring and get guys into positions that make them vulnerable and that allow him to get off his offense, uh, which is a great jab, right? He's got good uppercuts. He can hook off the jab, and he can throw a good lead right hand as well. Nacho, what's good, bro? Thank you for joining us. Uh, not much, guys. Um, <clears throat> I was just listening right now to your uh, the whole Tank uh, Ryan deal. I kind of yeah. wanted to comment on that real quick. Brother, um, it's funny. It. It's funny. A lot of people act like um, Ryan was like super heavy when he showed up to the press conferences this week. I mean, he doesn't look like he's more than about a buck fifty right now as it is. So getting down to 136 isn't going to be a huge obstacle for him. And also he has Joe Goosen as his trainer and Joe Goosen has fought with guys that have the similar body type in Diego Corrales and Rafael Ruelas in the past. So he knows how to get those tall lanky guys down to a certain weight and get them in really good shape. So I don't see this being an issue for Ryan when he takes on tank getting to 136. I agree with you guys. It's bogus that they went to this route, but I'm not completely surprised because I think Tank wants to try to squeeze every advantage he can out of this matchup. Do you yeah, think, absolutely. Do you think uh, it's beneficial for him in any way? 136. The only thing I think is beneficial for him is the 10-pound rehydration clause but and the rematch clause, but the 136, whatever. Again, to me, the beneficial part of that is just that he gets to keep his BS title if he loses. No one cares for that. I don't think Ryan is even interested in obtaining that BS belt. Um, <laughs> yeah, it sure doesn't uh, sound like that he was interested in that belt. No, it's um, and then uh, Ryan said multiple times he doesn't care about belts. So I can only imagine he doesn't care about a Reggie belt. The person who cares about Reggie belts is Tank Davis. So it's the the belt the him not getting the belt doesn't affect Ryan losing the belt only affects Tank Davis and his brand because like I said this man here been talking for years about how uh you know Tank Davis is the lightweight champion and was the 140 pound champion when he never was all right and uh, like I said even last night on the Tim Zoo uh fight fight broadcast on Showtime Brian Custer's still going on and on and on about Five belt, three weight world champion Tank Davis. No, stop it. He's he's he he's none of those things. Ignacio. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's just PBC spin. At this point, we're all used to seeing, you know, how they operate and, and what they do, you know. So I'm not surprised that Custer and those other guys are doing that in order to hype up, you know, the guys on their side of the street. Um Real quick on the Zoo Harrison fight. Um, it, it's funny. Like, I was on another uh, a platform last night. Uh, they were doing a live while the fight was going on. Um, it was hilarious, man. I had the fight scored um, after five rounds. I had given Harrison two of the first five rounds, which I don't think is that outrageous. But some of these guys on this other platform were literally saying that it was a shutout after five rounds for Tim Zhu. And some of them were criticizing the fact that I gave Harrison two rounds, saying that I didn't know what the hell I was watching and I don't know what I was talking about. Oh, but no, yeah, no, you 
you could have given him realistically two, even three rounds. Because there, uh-huh. where, there were rounds where he was implementing a game plan working behind the jab. There's no doubt about it. I just gave those rounds personally to Tim Zhu because I favor power punching over landing more jabs. But if you favor volume punching and you're willing to give three jabs more weight than one power punch or even five jabs more weight than more power punch, you could easily score those rounds for 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 uh, uh, Harrison, and there's zero controversy about that at all. I just always favor power punching, but go for it. Oh, okay. So, like I said, I just thought it was kind of funny that they all scored it as a shutout after five rounds, and yet after uh, the eighth round, these dudes then turn around and say, oh, I have the fight 7-1 to one for Zoo. I was like, wait a minute, you guys just had it 5 nothing, and now all of a sudden you want to turn around and say you gave one of the last three rounds to Harrison? I'm like, no. I'm like, Harrison had already lost those three rounds after round five. So what are you talking about? Like, it's just funny. Sometimes people will try to justify some BS by trying to, like, come back around and say, oh, this guy got this round instead of the other round. In my opinion, I had the fight six to two after eight. I gave Harrison round one for sure. And I thought he got round four, not by much, but I gave him round four. So that's where I had the fight six to two. Um, Credit to Tim Zhu. He went out there and he did his thing and he knocked out Harrison. Uh, Kenny might be a little uh, more on the the point as far as Harrison might have been a little more shopworn than maybe we thought. Maybe that Garcia fight that he won... Last year kind of was a little bit of a mirage, thinking that Harrison was still the same guy um, from before. They they, they gave to him that win. He didn't even win that. No, no, no. He didn't win the Perella fight. He did beat Garcia. No, no. That's what I'm saying. He won Garcia, but I think the judges gave him that. I don't think he convincingly won against Garcia. I thought Sergio Garcia beat Harrison. Okay, that's interesting. But what's for what's interesting for me too, Kenny, is that the, the broadcast was like completely ignoring the fact that he got a disputed draw against. A good fella Perella. Like, bro, I thought he lost that fight. They're acting like it never even happened. Like, oh, he lost the he lost the Charlo and then he rebounded back against this with this great win against Garcia. Like, totally like covering <laughs> over the fact that he had a disputed draw before that. It was it was that disputed draw that made me convinced that he was never gonna beat Tim Zhu in Australia. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think he was ever going to beat Tim Zoo in Australia. I also do think that Tony Harrison has aged some. Also, I feel that he's not active enough. Uh, and maybe it's too late. You know, you can't te- teach an old dog new tricks. But uh, the, the, the time for him when his box, when, excuse me, when his jab was going to win him fights, yeah, he's not at that level no more. The championship level, you're not winning fights with only a jab. I'm sorry. And no, the last I thing I want to say is Tim Zhu. Last thing I want to say is Tim Zhu. Uh, big ups, huge big ups to him and his short shots. Uh, he 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 does this thing where he throws these like short, powerful hooks that land with a huge thumb. And they kept on throwing uh, um, throwing Harrison off of his jab when Harrison was trying to stay on the ropes and throw the jab. And then just this final thing, this is a great comment that passed some time ago, and I completely agree with it. Tim is a poor man. This this comment was from Andrew Castellanos. Tim is a poor man, Verizon. 
if um if Brian doesn't throw as much to me, he needs to fight Brian pretty much. That he doesn't throw as much as Brian Castaño, and he doesn't hit as hard as Brian Castaño. I do agree that he probably maybe doesn't hit as hard as Charlo or Castaño. We have to see more for Castaño. But if in comment says, I don't think Tim is ready. He needs to fight Sebastian or Brian, or it's just gonna be uh, e- easy for Charlo. I don't think anybody should be looking at fighting Sebastian Fundora. I think Sebastian Fundora arguably beats all these guys. Arguably, we still have to see some more from the man. But um, nah, He's man. I, I don't. I, I, off of the performance that I saw yesterday, even though Tim Zhu knocked Harrison out in the earlier round and he knocked out Jermel Charlo, I think that um, I don't think Tim Zhu is necessarily ready for Jermel. Oh, excuse me, Jermel Charlo. I think that uh, he showed a few weaknesses yesterday. Maybe he won't get knocked out by Jermel Charlo because he seems to have a decent chin, but uh, I don't think he has any stopping power to to knock out or to stop Jermel from doing what he wants to do. One of the reasons this division is as intriguing to me as it is, Kenny, is because they all have vulnerabilities and weaknesses. Fundora got knocked down by Lubin. There's He's vulnerable. Castaño, I felt, beat Charlo in the first fight. Charlo lost to Harrison. Um, so, I mean, there, there, there's, there's a rotation of, of fighters in, in this weight class that are very competitive, that put on good action fights. And when fighters put on good action fights, they open themselves up to getting hit. And of course they put on, you know, exciting fights for the fans. So look, he earned his shot. Harrison was talking that good game before the fight. Uh, Zoo proved Harrison wrong, and I think I think you know he's 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 earned his shot to go face face uh, Charlo. If he wins, he wins. If he loses, he loses. But I don't think Fundora has proven himself any more ready for Charlo than Tim Zoo has. I don't. I I I agree with you. I I just I don't think I I don't off of what I saw yesterday. I nece- I don't necessarily think that. Zoo is ready for Charlo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last thing I wanted to ask you guys for opinion. I put it out in the chat, and I even added, you know, the female fight in there because there's a lot of people here in in in, in the YouTube boxing community that like the mixed men's fightings with women's fights, right? They, they like to compare the WNBA to the NBA, I guess. So I I put out the Katie Taylor Chantel Cameron fight in there because it's undisputed versus undisputed. But I asked, what fight uh, is is the biggest fight? Um, I agree with the chat. It's Zoo versus, oh, sorry, not Zoo. Let's talk about Zoo. It's Fury versus Usyk. Uh, it's the heavyweight championship of the world. It's the undefeated heavyweight championship of the world. For me, the second one is Haney against Loma. Um, honestly, I want to see Tank versus Ryan, but it's not a significant fight the way that those fights are. What do you guys think? You can go first, uh, Nacho. Um, I agree. Um, Those other two fights have more on the line um, for both guys. I mean, for both, you know, Usyk and Fury and Haney and Loma. Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis, it's kind of a, I guess you could just kind of call it a, a novelty fight because really there's nothing else behind it. There's no legit titles. There's no, like, oh, if this guy wins, 
he's going to get this guy next. Like, there's really nothing leading to anything after this fight. It's just kind of a one-off between two guys that are really, like, high-level prospects that have been protected up to this point. So the guy that wins basically just keeps his O and maybe gets another big fight. But the question is, who's out there that they would legitimately take on after this fight for the winner? Um, and then the loser, the loser basically has to go back to the drawing board and figure out what the hell they're going to do. So, yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with you guys. That fight's just kind of a novelty fight, and the other two fights are more, there's more on the line for uh, for the heavyweight championship of the world, like Maestro said. And then uh, Haney Loma could be a passing of the torch if Haney wins that fight. But if Loma wins that fight, then there's no doubting how uh, great his career has been if he ends up winning all the lightweight titles back from Haney. So, 100%. I want to give a big up to Eve, who's giving a big up to you. Big up, Eve. Thank you for tuning in and, and for uh, supporting the channel. Um, no, it is a novelty fight. And what's interesting to me, when they talk about how big it is and how many pay-per-views it's going to sell, well... I don't know that it does more than Jake Paul, Tommy Fury. That was a <laughs> boxing fight, right? Right, or two pro boxers, right? Fighting on pay per view. Right? No, no title, no titles were on the line, right? Check, they were boxers. Check, it was pay per view. Check, there's no titles on the line. So when people are talking about the biggest fights in boxing, maybe I should have put that shit on the poll. Except that that already happened. Um, but no, it's that, not Devin that's, Haney. That's a swinging competition. Yeah, it's not Devin Haney against Loma, and, and it's not the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world. It's just not. We're going to wrap things up. We're almost at a, a, an hour and 30 minutes. Um, before you go, like I said, I want everybody to go over and click the link to the other video. I'm going to put it in the chat. And Nando, I'm going to give you the final word here. Go for it. You said, you said Nando, Nacho. Oh, I'm seeing Nando in the chat. Let me read Nando's. <laughs> not we go for it. Not, Nacho, uh, after Nando's uh, comment, I'm going to go. So Nando says uh, Loma needs to beat Haney. That's resume if he 100. Um, thank you for that, Nando. Nando's a day one on this channel, big supporter, and he's a member. Nacho, final word. Uh, just real quick, guys, on uh, Zoo and then the possible Charlo fight. Um, I think, if anything, if it was a perfect world, Tim Zoo would get at least one more fight before he fought Charlo just to kind of take out um, all the wrinkles and, and kind of really perfect his game before he fought Charlo. My only question is to you guys, do you guys legitimately think Charlo can make 54 at this point anymore because the rumors have been he's going to go up to 60. Well, it's interesting because I saw him on the broadcast and you could tell just by looking at his face that he's put on a lot of weight, uh, which is normal. I mean, he he hasn't been fighting. He's been dealing with an injury. I, I talked about it on the last stream, which I did before this one, that I, I put on a lot of weight recently dealing with a, a herniated discs in my neck and my back and now a broken ankle. Um, but the, the weight can always be taken off. Um, and, and I think that he, he can definitely do it being the elite athlete that he is with access to 
nutritionists and trainers and dietitians and everything else. But I agree with Nando. I think he should go up to 160. Um, he's proven himself at 154 already. I mean, beating Tim Zhu doesn't really prove much. Uh, he's already undisputed at the weight. He can just move up. And especially now that Triple G's vacated his belts for a third time, um, you know, you, there, there are going to be opportunities to fight for titles at 160 that weren't previously there. So I know that would suck for Tim Zhu, but at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not the type that cries when a guy doesn't get an opportunity to fight for belts that another man collected on his on on his own. So if 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 he decides to move up, yeah, it sucks for Tim Zhu, but at the end of the day, big deal. Tim Zhu didn't didn't become undisputed. You know that it, it it's not like he's bringing two belts to the table against another guy's two belts. No, Jermel Charlo has all four belts. Jermel Charlo decides to leave the division and move up. That's Jermel Charlo's right. And now's the perfect time to do it. I personally, I would have liked to go after Triple G if I was Charlo, but Triple G dropped his titles, so looks like Lara's gonna gonna be elevated. Lara's the world champion, and we'll see who 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 becomes IBF a champion. I, I you know I definitely agree with you, Maestro. If I if I was Jermel, I'd go right up to one sixty, start campaigning for the belts there. I'd give up all the belts at one fifty four. I say, you know what? Zoo, they're all yours. Enjoy, enjoy these belts. They're all yours. But you better meet me at 160 in like five years. Yeah, grow, grow, grow up and develop because the, the 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 zoo that we saw yesterday, I don't think has any chance against Charlo. It's not that he wasn't, or yeah, it is that he wasn't good enough. He needs to develop a little bit. Needs to develop that mind state a little bit. Fighting Tony Harrison is not the same as fighting Jermel Charlo. 160 is for the taking. And and Charlo should definitely line himself up there. Matter of fact, that would the, lining himself up, up at 160 would be the move that Tyson Fury and Tank Davis would most suggest to Jermel Charlo. Yo, you need to go to 160. Don't fight Zoo. Go to 160. Go get those belts. Don't risk anything. Go got, get those belts at 160. <laughs> SW is gonna keep me going, man. Big up SW. Uh, you know, earlier somebody <laughs> right Early, earlier somebody's like, Oh, my astro, you're obsessed with AJ. You always talk about AJ. People bring up AJ in my chat. People like the dog dog uh a uh, uh, fury and act like there's not some double standard with AJ. But I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna go for the bait this time. I'll do another video on AJ versus Franklin. Um, but I. I will. For, for all of the people that get triggered and need a safe space, uh, you're not gonna like this graphic because I've saved it. Uh, remember. Remember this one. Remember that one. <laughs> yep. I mean that. That's what I feel about the Franklin fight. I'm sorry. I. I also feel this about the Franklin fight. Seriously. Yeah. This is what you're giving us. I mean, so I mean, look, we'll we'll go into that another time. Um, but uh, yeah, SW. If I had a little bit more time now, I I'd, I'd cook on a little bit longer. But I do have to go. Na uh, Nacho, big up, big up, fam. Okay, thank you guys. Agradezco mucho. All right, I I really appreciate all your support. You jumping on here, dropping these knowledge knowledge bombs on 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 our community. Because every every time I hear uh, Nacho call in or contribute to a channel, Kenny, it's always a, a five star contribution. Whether it's here 
whether it's with my brother Joe Habib and Eric Lorda on Ringside Reporter Live, uh, whether it's on other streams that I've seen him on, like uh, with Montero, when Montero used to go live. Uh, Nacho Don Ignacio Ortiz is always dropping the facts. So appreciate that one, fam. Really do. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Big up, Thank big you, up. Thanks for joining us. All right. <laughs> big up, big up to, uh, to, to Nacho. And listen, I want everybody to hit the like button before they leave. And head over to the other video. Help the channel. Takes you one second. Click the link in the description box. Go over there. Also, make sure you hit Kenny's channel. Link is always in the description box of my channels. Just go to go to my channel. Go right, right. It's right. It's already on this on this live because I've embedded it in all of my videos. Support Kenny. His channel is also a recommended channel under my channel list, as is Ringside Reporter, as is the Undefeated Podcast with my brothers KG and Trav. Ringside Reporter is there. All right, Undefeated is there. Check them out. Base the Kid is there. Check him out, all right? And I'm going to be adding Team Batman Boxing into that mix as well. They're all recommended channels. So make sure you do that. But, yes, hit the link uh, and, and support Kenny's, Kenny's channel as well. You can find it in the link of that video, and you can find it in the link of this video. Kenny, any last words? Not at all. Just go show my extra some love. Show me some love. Subscribe to the channels. You know what I mean? Check out All on the Table, my EP. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere. You guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We'll be back with a lot more boxing talk and a lot more other streams besides boxing. You guys take care. Have a great weekend. Absolutely. Lots of love back and forth. Yeah. 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 Chrome hearts at the Caesars Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. K-Bar, you can be established. A 230s, that's 69s. You can eat a salad while you feed a phallus. I speak in palettes that compete with graphics. At the speed of cheetah gallops at indecent average. Chopsticks when I be eating garrets. Philippe receipt embarrassed, you can't see the marriage. So I started this in Vegas. Proposed to my toast, Neo's married to the Matrix. But I hate this bitch like I'm married to a racist. An addict, so the kilos get buried in the basements. Speed the wagon like Rio's vicarious, vivacious. Patois, noir, but the Creole is basic. So when I'm around them Haitians, I don't even say shit. Last album sounded like I was signed to a spaceship. Brain was on drugs and my eyes was on LASIK. And the shit got legs, I don't think that I can chase it with rocket power with ASICs, but the next one's coming with cases and witness protection facelifts. For the fans, why hit them with kabams when the germaphobe jab can wash a nigga with hands? I am not in my feelings, I'm in my glands. I am not no bitch, I'm in a trance. Pandemic gimmicks got niggas all in the scams. Panhandling brilliance put lyrics all in their hands. Alan Watts got Watts living without a plan. But I want the smokes while the kitchen ain't got no fans. L L L L L And I just wanted before I get out of here, give a big up to Eve. Eve, thank you so much for becoming a member, Eve. I really appreciate you. All right. Uh the members are what keep us going on this channel. I don't make any money off of this YouTube other than super chats and the membership. So the memberships are really important to the channel. They allow me to pay myself back for the podcasting equipment. They allow me to cover some of these expenses to go out to cover these fights. 
All right, it, it's uh, it's an expensive endeavor running a, a high quality YouTube channel. So I want to appreciate uh, all of my members. Okay, you're down scrolling across the screen, all of you members. Eve, big up to you. I really appreciate it. Big up to you, Eve. Love the fact that you uh, like the content enough to support me and to uh, become a monthly member. So big up. Thank you. And uh, you guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday, man. I really appreciate it. Take care.